You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. Buck Sexton. You probably have this in the back of your mind as well. Even if you're somebody who believes in secure border, if you don't buy into all this media stuff, there is probably a part of you that could at least recite the talking points. That's successful propaganda when it exists in your brain without you even knowing it. And you say, well, uh, this is immigrant, illegal immigrant, illegal alien, actually. See, I just did it. I was not even intending to do that. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. A Texas grandmother trapped inside her car for two days. Wanda Mobley, 75, swerved to avoid something on a remote highway and seconds later trapped inside her wrecked car in a ravine in North Texas. This is unbelievable. I mean, this is uh, you know not far from our neck of the woods here, uh, Highway 183. And some of the road that she was on, she crashed and nobody saw her. Uh, she was headed to Oklahoma. Um, sun, uh, on a, she was headed to Oklahoma. It was on a Friday. So it wasn't until Sunday, you know, that they said, um, we were supposed to hear from Grandma, and we haven't heard from her, and we think that something is wrong. So she laid in her car, trapped inside her car, two days. She survived by soaking her T-shirt in a nearby pond to get water. Amazing. Unbelievable. She had some soda in her car that she could reach that she drank. I mean, this time of year in Texas, it's, you know... 8,000 degrees during the day, and that's really nice at night, but if you're super hot during the day, that means the really nice at night gets really cold. And specifically, inside a car, the sun's just baking. So the relatives reported her missing, but they were freaking out. So uh, her grandson, or you know, the son married to her granddaughter, uh, started driving and uh, driving the highway where she was supposed to come and saw that uh, a highway sign had been knocked down uh, in the area. And so he got out and started walking around and started looking down and he saw car parts and a bumper and some stuff on the on the side of the road and uh, started driving, then hopped back in his car and started following the strips and got to the ravine. And uh, saw where the car was and called for help. And when I, he said, when I hollered for her, she answered me. How amazing is that? Two days. Could you do it? Could you do it? She said she finally settled down after the crash. And her comments, her quote is, I told the Lord, if you want me to die, take me now. Don't make me suffer. Because I knew I was going to be rescued. I never even thought of anything else. Pretty slick. Pretty cool. I mean, that's that's really cool. Could you do that? Would you be... I mean, I guess if you get in the crash like that, I don't know. It, you get pretty shaken up and you wake up and you're stuck in a car down in a ravine. And every once in a while you hear a car... 
nobody can hear you. They're going, you know, you're driving by a car between 40 and 70 miles an hour. <laughs> Amazing. Now, the future. What does it hold? We talk about we talk about what's happening in the future on this broadcast and try to get you an idea of what you have to look forward to. Now, we know that we're working on all kinds of artificial intelligence and robots. I am kind of a fan. Um, I think that if I could have a robot that would be my kind of servant do boy, I would like that. It's tough to find a human that will do that, but a robot, I'm all for. Have a robot do boy? Oh, come on. Tell me you don't want one of those. Tell me you don't want one of those. Don't give me the iRobot stuff. No way. Because I know I, I know all the bad stuff that could happen, but I want a robot, dear boy. It's my goal in life. One of my goals. And they're getting there. They are getting there. We've got uh, synthetic skin being developed. Their scientists have... You know, they're trying to uh, figure out how to create living flesh, but they're getting there to the artificial skin. We've got liquid metal. You want to talk about Terminator stuff? Liquid metal. They've recently developed a new reconfigurable liquid metal that moves like morphing T-1000. Okay? Uh, The gallium-based alloy takes different shapes when stimulated with small electric current. It can move around on its own over an hour by eating aluminum. Now, they claim that it's still a ways away from Terminator Ready. Uh Uh-huh. But they would need to develop better technology of how to control it outside the lab. Uh Uh-huh. And make more complex shapes. Uh Uh-huh. We now know programming a computer involves rules. While human intelligence is rooted in our flexibility to be convincingly human, a highly intelligent cyborg would need to be able to learn and adapt on the fly. The trick, then, is to teach AI how to teach itself. Right? Well, Neural Network Research has been integral developing self-taught machines. Huh? Foundation of a variety of voice recognition technologies. Telling you we're getting there. And then we have the curious machines, curious robots. Learn about the world in much the same way as a baby. The iCub robots, designed to have the same affordances of a small child, have learned how to crawl, solve mazes, and learn new words by interacting with people. In other series of studies, cognitive scientists programmed a robot puppy to be curious like a child. It assesses its own knowledge, then explores accordingly. The robot learned new skills in the same order a child might. It randomly moves its leg, mouth, and head, coordinates those moves, and then learned to walk around exploring its surroundings. It learns to whine, manipulate objects. Wow. Unbelievable. We're getting there. Close to me having a robot do boy. And I'm serious. Don't start with me. Do not start with me. I got it. 
We were already calling it the iCub. <laughs> I know. The iRobot. We're almost there. However, Elon Musk and Mr. You know, multi-billionaire Elon Musk, he is now fighting to – he's donating money to companies to prevent killer artificial intelligence, killer AI. Hmm. Huh. Super intelligent systems aligned with human values. Okay. Making AI systems explain their decisions to humans. Okay. Keeping the economic impacts of AI beneficial. Okay. How to keep AI-driven weapons under meaningful human control. Okay. Studying AI-relevant policy. Okay. And they want to develop techniques for AI systems to learn what humans prefer from observing our behavior. Well, that they they are doing that great. And one of the things, remember, we've talked about it on this program before. We love robots. We just don't love robots that look like humans. But the trick is now, is where we're almost at with the artificial skin and to create living flesh and the eye cub technology right and the uh learning what humans prefer if they can make the robot look human and act human then we'll be we'll be okay with it where we're where we have a problem with it is that they try to make it look human and it does kind of look human but we all know as a real human something is off that doesn't look right it doesn't feel right i'm not sure i like that sitting around it's weird but if it looks just like a robot, it looks like a it looks like what you think a robot should look like. Go get me a beer. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.